producergrind.com. We hope the producers get the business. Welcome to the Producer Lifestyle Podcast, Episode 9. I'm your host, CEO Dylan from ProducerGrind.com. Today we're sitting down with industry slash internet producer Polo Boy Shawty. Uh, you know, we're going to talk some business questions and just ask him how he got his shit established online and how he was able to, you know, transition into making a lot of money. But what up, bro? And uh, shit, welcome to the show. Man, most definitely appreciate the invitation, man. No doubt, bro. I know we tried to make it happen. You Weren't you just down here in the A a little yeah, while Yeah, I was down there about a month ago. Oh, I had okay. linked up with all the plugs for the first time and went to a couple studios. Okay, dope, dope. I got a good question speaking of traveling right off the bat. Um, I notice when I travel, a lot of times my day-to-day stuff gets pushed out to the side and I don't end up keeping up with my social media, my blog posts ads and you know things like that and you know when i come back i find that i'm behind would you say the same thing at all uh yeah i mean like before i used to go on trips what i like try to do is like i try to you know uh schedule you know videos to be released i try to have like an automated email response or something so that people know like i'm gonna be away for a couple of days or you know my my b stores ran like instantly so i really don't have to worry about too much yeah but as far as keeping up with like twitter and instagram and that kind of stuff like that, like the daily regular stuff. Mm-hmm. Right? Yeah. Yeah, it's hard. <laughs> so I saw you had tweeted how uh, your LA trip went from one week to one month. How'd that happen? I was I was at a hookah bar one day, you know, and my homie, you know, Ram, you ever heard of Ramsey the Great? Oh, uh, no, I'm not familiar. Well, his name is Ramsey the Great. He, he moved out to LA from Chicago, and you know, he was staying out there. And he was working with uh, Dex and Sean Kingston. He was like, bro, look where I'm at. He's like, you need to be out here. I'm like, oh, shit. So he's like, man, come. I'm like, okay. He's like, no, for real. He's like, send me your itinerary. So I had to book the flight. I booked the flight that same night. Went out the next day. I was supposed to be there for a week. I brought like one little suitcase of clothes. And stuff. <laughs> you know, he, I get there. You know, he pull up in the foreign. He got the big ass crib. You know, all the, the cool shit. Like a whole different lifestyle change. I'm like, damn. Like, we went to the same school and everything. I'm like, damn, nigga, you done came up. And at this point, I'm I'm still staying at my home, like, with my dad and shit, like, in the basement. I'm like, man, damn, I can do this shit too, low-key. Mm. So, you know, I get out there, and that's when I first kind of, like, met Dex in person, met Sean Kingston. I met a lot of people out there, man. A lot of people. What was the day-to-day lifestyle like out there? Uh, wake up. Smoke hella weed, go to the dispensary, <laughs> smoke more weed, go to the studio, see some, you know, see some bad bitches, you know, go to a couple concerts, you know, it's just, LA is like a whole nother city, like life, bro. Like it's a whole nother type of world. It's yeah, weird. it's way different, bro. Yeah. It really like, I've is. Seen a lot, I, I've seen a lot of crazy shit. <laughs> like I was just like, man, I don't want no part of that. I feel so, you. One thing, man, I go out to LA, I feel so broke. Seeing yeah, all that, <laughs> yeah, like even if you, even if you got some money, you feel broke just being out there. It's like it's like a whole nother world, man. People just act like it's nothing, but also it's it's a lot of fake ass shit out there too. It's all like perception based, you mm. know. A lot of them cars be rented. A lot of them houses be Airbnb. Yeah, you yeah. Know? A lot of that jewelry be fake. You know, it be fucked up. Mm-hmm. <laughs> um, now, now, what? So, so on the on for me, every time I travel, you know, what I mean, that plane ride home. You know, I always got inspirational ass thoughts. What were some of those thoughts, you know, coming home from that trip? You know, coming home, I was just like, you know, just being exposed to like, you know, Maserati's $15 million crib, big ass studios, you know, being around like the people that I look up to type shit or looked up to one day. 
you know, I just went home with a different mindset and I was like, you know, it's achievable. Like I'm, I witnessed it, I've been around it, I've seen it, and this is what I want for myself. So, you know, it made, it made me go harder, made me go on harder. Definitely. How often do you upload beats to your store and YouTube and stuff? Um, right now, I took a pretty big break. I probably took the, probably like the biggest break out of all the producers. I just I haven't put out any beats for like three months. <laughs> Damn. But that but that's mainly because like I had to take a you know take a step back and like orchestrate how I'm gonna release my stuff because you know everybody's a producer now and everybody's dropping beats and everybody's on YouTube and everybody's on BeatStars. So you know, and everybody sounds the same. Everybody wants to sound the same. So you know, I'm trying to reevaluate what kind of beats I'm making, how I'm releasing them, the format of how I'm releasing them, where I want to release them, you know? Mm-hmm. So right now I'm back on board. Right now I'm actually sitting in front of my computer and editing YouTube videos. I got a new dope. video dropping every day for the next three months. Schedule. That's that footwork that you know you can get lazy with. What about, you know, I know you're a rapper too. What about, you know, putting out the rapper content? Oh man, a lot of stuff. You know, me and Diego Money, we just dropped a uh, song on this mixtape called Stupid Cooling. But as far as me, I got a lot of stuff I'm about to drop pretty soon. I'm probably going to drop an EP in the next month. And then November 21st on my birthday, I'm going to drop my first mixtape. Mm. Like, serious mixtape. What you going to call it? So I'm killing it. Mm, okay. So it makes sense. Is your long-term goal to transition <laughs> to just being a rapper? I said, um, I started rapping when I was about like 13 years old. And, uh... You know, I just like everybody else, I was finding beats on YouTube, you know, back when everybody was doing like snap music and shit like that. Right. And futuristic music. And, like I couldn't find the beats that I like to rap on, like online, because nobody was making them. So, you know, I had to make do with what I had. I found out Soldier Boy used SL Studio to make Crank That, and that was like one of my favorite songs back then. Mm. And I was like, maybe I can do one. And then after that, I just started making beats. And then I was like, you know what? I want to be a rapper. But then I found out like producing was where my life can change, you know? They can get me in the door. So I stuck with producing because I seen it was benefiting me more than rapping. Uh, okay, gotcha, gotcha. I uh, I know we're hopping all over the place, but, uh, you know, a few weeks ago, you know, you had that whole little viral thing about uh, raising the price to $50 minimum. All producers should do that. Is, uh, is that, are you sticking to that? Cause it's I all... mean, I'm already at 50. Like, I was just giving everybody else the heads up, like, this is what we need to do. Because, like, the thing is, like, you know, the, the value of a producer these days is so low and so devalued, man. It's just like, you know, people don't even want to give producers credit on their beats, let alone pay them. Thanks. So in my head, I'm looking at like, you know, there was once a time where people were getting paid $10,000 for a beat. Yes. Will that ever happen? More than likely, probably not. Unless you're like, you know, Beethoven Metro or something like that. And you build your name up to that level. But as far as like the, the at-home producers and stuff like that, like there's no reason why they should be able to charge $50. You know, I mean, I, I increased my prices and I'm, I'm making even more money than I was before. I still, and that was my next you know, question. Yeah. And like at first, I was, don't get me wrong. I was very, 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 very scared. Like that's one of the reasons why my prices are so low anyway. Because like, you know, I want to make sure because like I know people who charge $1,000 for a lease and only sell a beat a month versus, you know, somebody who's selling beats for 20 bucks and making, you know, 10000 a month, you know? Mm-hmm. So... It's really like a, a business management mind thing. I don't know. But, you know, the $50 lease, you know, it sounds scary, especially like the producers that don't really have a large fan base and a large, you know, audience or even credit. But in my head, I look at it like this. Everybody does it. They'll have no choice but to conform to it. And because the thing is, like, you know, 
there's other big producers on YouTube and online that can help and push this movement, but they're scared to take that risk. Mm-hmm. Me, I don't care. Like, I'm just jumping right in it because, like, at the end of the day, you know, I believe in myself, I believe in my craft, and I know the people that like my music, they're going to pay because they, they tell me I should be starting for it. And the thing is, like, I want to be one day, like, I want to, you know, try to be a voice for the, the producers that really don't have that, you know, that voice or that say-so in the community, you know? Mm-hmm. Cause I know what it's like to be at home and try to make a dollar off your beats and off your work. And the thing is, like, at the rate it's going, you know, people are putting out beats for free just to get a little clout, and it's you know, it's fucking up everything. <laughs> well, for for a producer just starting off, how would how long would you say before you know you can start to see some? Cause I got a lot of producers that hit me up and they're like, "Yo, bro, I've been doing this for a minute. I'm not making no money. How long do you say you really got to go hard before you can you know really see a return?" I mean, how how I look at how I look at beat sales right now and selling beats in general is, you know, if the beat is hard, if the beat is fired, you will have customers. You know, as far as getting your beats heard, that's the hard part. Right. The hard part isn't like it's like it's like two different things. Making good beats is one thing, but knowing how to sell beats is like a whole nother thing. Definitely, definitely. Like you could be the best beat maker, but be horrible at marketing and salesmanship. Or you be the you can have the shittiest beats and make the be- the most sales. You know, I I know a lot of producers who have <laughs> shitty beats but sell a lot of beats. Hundred you know? percent. And I'm just like, what the fuck? Like, what am I doing? <laughs> but you know, it's it's all about you know understanding how to conform to to the market. Mm. Mm. So if if you were a producer just starting off now, getting like 25 views. What type of strategies would you do to build? Okay, if I was getting like 25 views, you know, just bare minimum shit. I mean, I would, I would really like, I'll tell you what I did to come up. I would stay up. You could ask any of my homies. I can call somebody right now. Like, I used to stay up all night. I used to go home from school at three o'clock. I spend like five hours making beats and the rest of the time until probably like two o'clock in the morning on Twitter, on social media, just grabbing emails, mm. you know, DMing people. You know, really doing the groundwork. Right. And that's what people are like, don't really have time to do. Cause, like, you know, this day and age, like, people just, they so go, go, go. Mm. They don't want to sit there for hours at a time. Right. Doing the same repetitive shit all over again, you know? But that's what I did. You know, I realized, like, whenever I do that, I always see a spike in sales. Like, it's one thing that I dread that I don't want to do. Yeah. But, like, every producer does it. If you're a producer, you need to have an email list. Like, uh, email list that you can send out every month you know let people know you got updates like updated beats drum kits mixing and master services whatever you got going on because people check their emails and they see it and, you know you might say something that catch their eye or you send them a, a pack of you know snippets and then they might be like how much least to be like no, i think that's some real dope practical advice i think that's real advice you know most people they they don't want to do that they want to just get their instagram bot to go and DM people and spam people and all that shit. Yeah, like that, that, that. The thing is, like the thing is, like people know when that's that's going on. But if you generally reach out, and, you know, you do your research on that artist, you do, you really try to build that relationship. I can guarantee you, you'll make a sale. Like the thing is, like once you make one sale, and then if you do your part and you push the song and you, and it actually ends up being a good song, and you know, you build that relationship with that artist, they're gonna shop with you for life. I got people buying beats that's been buying beats for me since like 2011, still. Yeah. You know, and they're like customers that I like appreciate a lot. I don't even like calling them customers. They're like, you know, fam. People, they're like fam. Yeah. Like, yeah. you know, I help them, they help me type shit. Definitely, so, definitely. As far as like trying to come up as a producer, you know, one thing I, I learned late was, you know, collabing with other producers. You know, if I was, say, if I had, if I was only getting like 25, you know, whatever, 
I would have a part-time job. I would be racking up money on the side and taking that money and putting it into like marketing and collab. Because I would pay to get a collab with, you know, one of the bigger producers on YouTube that's, you know, make sales. Mm-hmm. And then I would be like, you know, let me get 50% of the profits of the leases and stuff like that. And then, you know, you got frequent money coming in off just that collab alone. You'll make your money back and you'll get more, you know, you know fame to your name, I guess you can say. So you, are, you, are you talking about that that beat being on that that producer's beat store or your beat store or both? Yeah, no, on, on their beat store. Gotcha. You know, like me, like me personally, like I charge four hundred dollars for a beat collab. But the reason being is because, you know, I lease the same beat over, you know, three, four times a day. You know, and in a week, you know, you'll make your money back. That's dope. Just off that alone. And, you know, I always try to like I put credit, like if I if I say I me and Cash Money AP did a collab a couple months ago and um he put it on his YouTube channel, I put it on my YouTube channel. You know, his YouTube channel is busted. And you know, that, that's the homies. I didn't do it for no title or nothing. I did that because like that's just some shit we just had to do anyway. Mm-hmm. But you know, he put it on his channel and it did it did some numbers. It did way more numbers than mine. And, you know, they kinda helped me out because it helped me bring my name, you know, bust to the uh you know, YouTube search engine and all that kind of stuff. Mm-hmm. So and then of course like the money that came from it, like that's dope too, you know. So I would just, you know, to all the producers out there, I collab with people, you know, rack up the money, save up, don't spend it on dumb shit, you know, <laughs> like, you know, I don't know, man. <laughs> like, I, I think it's just, it's all a mindset, man. It's all a mindset. Now, speaking of YouTube, do you, do you use vidIQ or any of those type of stuff? Yeah. yeah, I do. And do they, what, like, I, I don't, I've never used it. What, it, what, is, what do they do? Like, I mean, what I, all I use it for is I just use it to see what people use for tags. Mm. Like you can use it and see what they use for tags to rank on YouTube. Yeah, and, and you just it helps you rank in the YouTube search engine. It's like some weird arithmetic. Thing. <laughs> I don't know. And it, no, <laughs> it, it tells you like what keywords performed for that video, right? It's not. Yeah, it's, okay, it, tells you, like, it tells you like what which ones like rank the highest, which ones are like the the most popular ones used, and all that kind of stuff. So like, but the thing is that the only thing is everybody knows about it now, so it really don't help no more. Oh, okay, that's some sauce right there. But if you really want, you really want to give away some sauce, man. Do you think they need to hear the sauce? I'll give away some sauce. Hey, man, throw some sauce at us. All right, to all the producers out there, man, since y'all folks be so hard, bro. The sauce, the keywords using the vid IQ thing is, you know, you have to use that with the ad uh, ad words, and you got to use the keywords with the ad words, and then you know use those keywords when you do the ads. Mm, got you. And that, and that's how you rank. And you're talking about the pre-roll um, YouTube video ads, right? Yep, yep, yep. Either that or the ones that be in the corner that pop up first or, you know, just to be the first one that pops up on the search. Yeah, you know? yeah, definitely. It's, it costs a lot of money, but, I mean, it's a, it's like one of those rich chance things you gotta, you gotta do. You really gotta know about it, too, in order to, like, understand it. You gotta do your research. Are there any other ad platforms you use besides uh, YouTube and AdWords? No, I, I really don't even use ads, bro. Like, I don't I don't even use ads or AdWords or nothing. But, like, when I did, like, I seen a spike in numbers and views and sales. Got you. And that helped build the too, brand. It, it, yeah, it just got too costly for me, man. At one point, then it was like, you know, I kind of got a name just off my style alone. So I was like, you know, ain't no point for me to pay for the ads. You know, unless, like, unless I wanted, like, I don't know. 
I be thinking about it sometimes, but I don't be doing it just because. I think definitely in the beginning phases, you know, it'll help you build the status and the brand. You know, if you, it'll help you get oh, from yeah, zero most, to most something. Yeah, it'll definitely help with your subscribers too. And that's that's the other thing too. Like the main thing on YouTube is if you have subscribers, you're winning. Like, cause you know, that means you got a guarantee. If you got 50,000 subscribers, at least 20,000 are gonna click on your video. You know, and that's 20,000 views. And that's maybe like 10,000 people that like the beat. And that's maybe like 500 people that at least it one day, you know? Yeah. So I don't know, that's how I look at it. For sure. And how do you feel about releasing free beats? I mean, me personally, like, you know, I had a movement that I kind of like, I don't know if I started it, but I know I, I played a role in it. I start, I said no free beats 2017, I hashtag it, you know, I had a lot of people just rock with it. And then, you know, I seen that everybody was still using free beats. So, you know, I put out, uh, I put out free beats on YouTube, but you got to read the description. I put free for listening purposes only. Because that shit got that's dead. I ain't giving out no free beats, and if I do, it's gonna be tagged with hella purchase tracks today and all that. <laughs> Hell that kind yeah. of stuff. You know that's that's what the producers are fucking up at. You know if you're gonna do free beats, tag them bitches up, like <laughs> you know, yeah. like you don't want to have you don't want to have like a free untagged beat. Like who does that? <laughs> you know, there's no point for that. Now I was kind of thinking, I was kind of thinking, you know, give out free beats, help build the brand, and you know that'll make yeah, because people... like you know. I mean, if you're giving out free beats, like you, I use it as like clickbait. I'm not gonna lie. Like I use it as clickbait because I know people are gonna click the word free before it's just regular. You yeah. know, I do it sometimes. So, and then if the beat's fire, you know, and you hear all the tags, you're like, damn, I really want to use this beat. How much is it? Boom. And then me, I do a buy one, get one free. So it's like for 50 bucks, you get two beats, which is like the same as like selling a beat for 30 bucks, mm. you know? Mm-hmm. That's dope. And then, you know, you're increasing that, um, you're increasing that average customer spending, you know, because they got to spend at least 50 with you. Exactly. That's dope. That's dope. I like that. Um, you think you think you always have an online beat store? Um, I don't know. Like, like, like I said, like I took the last three months off because I was like, you know, fuck it. Like I was at a point where I was just like, you know, the, the shit's so oversaturated and I'm not gonna lie. I know there's other producers out there that are probably gonna lie about it, but you gotta understand, like, with so many people wanting to be a producer just because of solely the money alone, yeah, they they don't even like really understand like what they're fucking up. <laughs> you know, it's like there once was a point where like producers, like I know I was making, I made like sixteen thousand in a month, like a couple months in a row, like any somewhere around that area, and then like recently I just been hitting like you know ten. 11, 9, like it's, it's going down. I'm not going to lie. A lot of producers won't tell you that, but the truth is like niggas is not selling beats no more because everybody's giving out their free beats. And that's why I'm pushing that movement so hard on, you know, if you're going to do these beats, stop giving out your work for free because you guys are really missing out on money. Like I'm seeing it from my perspective and I'm telling y'all like, like if you're trying to get to like, you know, where niggas like Taz, Cash Money AP, fucking the beat plug are like, they, they won't, I mean, I, I can't speak for them, but you know, they probably missing out on some money too, just because of all the free shit that's going on. And that, like, that's just the honest fact. So I'm trying to tell everybody like, you know, if you want to make money one day, to, you know, stop giving out your work for free. <laughs> <laughs> Man, it's, it's so different than it was just like five to eight years ago, as far as producer content, like kits, tutorials and stuff like that. Like there used to be, you know, a little bit of it, but now this is crazy. Oh. Yeah, and it's so easy to become a producer these days. Like, when I first started, you know, we didn't have YouTube tutorials that broke down to a science how to make a Metro they open type beat or, you know, whatever type beat in the world. Yeah. You know, we really had to study and, and do the homework ourselves. 
But nowadays, you can go online and you can type in Polo Boy Sorry Tutorial and fucking, you know, like people do that for, you know, to build their channel, which I can't knock them, you know, get your money however you gotta get it. But the thing is, because like in the next three years, when you asking, damn, why don't anybody buy beats anymore? It's because they can just ask their brother or their mom to make a beat for it. Mm-hmm. Or they can make the beat themselves. Or you can go on they YouTube. They don't get all the secrets. Yeah. <laughs> Or you can like, just go on YouTube and you'll find a million free beats that sound just as good as a Zay beat, a Metro beat. You know what I mean? Like, for real. Exactly. Exactly. Like, I know a bunch so of rappers that, like, they're like, man, I've never bought a beat. Fuck that shit. There's so many beats on YouTube. Bro, I ain't even gonna lie, bro. I can't even lie. I, I like 12-year-old, 13-year-old producers that are like, damn, they're better than me and shit. I'm like, whoa, what the fuck? <laughs> but it's because, like, they, they, they learn how to... They just watch tutorials all day and they, just, and they get it. Yeah. Or they use loops and shit. Then, like... I mean, hey, if that's how you learned, then shit, fuck it, turn up. <laughs> I, I remember when I first started, I was like, uh, remember War Beats? Yeah. <laughs> that was about it. There was War Beats, a couple other dudes, and you know what I mean? That was pretty much it. Yeah, there was only like a couple producers. Like, you, you were like, I don't even know, man. <laughs> like, you were lucky to get a tutorial back then. Swear a good God. one at that. Yeah. And then, you know, a lot of them were like, you know, paid tutorials. Like, they put like the preview up, and then it's like, if you want to see the full one, you know, come join the membership or whatever. And, and you know, that's the thing. Like, me personally, like, I feel like it's still possible to do that shit. Like, if I like, I ask all the time, like, bro, drop a tutorial. Like, when are you going to do it? Because I guess, like, that's the normal thing to do now. Like, if you're a good producer, you're going to drop a tutorial. And I'm like, no, like, no. <laughs> right. If I do it, I'm going to drop a snippet. And I'm going to make the pay. Because, mm-hmm. you know, at the end of the day, it's a business. And at the same time, like, you know, I look at it like I didn't, you know, like, okay, say you were a doctor. You went to school for eight years. You're not just going to tell, you know, your friend how to be a doctor just because, like, for free. <laughs> You'd be like, bro, I spent over $100,000 fucking learning this shit. I spent years learning about it. I can't just give it away. Because yeah. then it'll be like, for what? You won't have, you won't have to understand it and, like, the, you know, I don't know, man. <laughs> I think different from a lot of people, bro. Like, I look at, I like, I respect the art and the craft of, of music, man. I think I get a lot, a lot of the time I feel like I get misjudged, you know, because like I do talk a lot and I do say a lot of shit, but I say what, like, what, how I really feel and what's on my mind. And I, I say the stuff that a lot of people are afraid to say, you know, because they worried about an image and that kind of shit. Mm-hmm. But anyway, I look at it like, you know, if this stuff is meant for me, it'll, it'll happen, you know, and, and, you know, people who recognize what I be saying and understand what I'm saying, like, they get it, you know, you know, there's a bunch of, you know, a couple people that really don't understand or try not to say they don't understand, but, you know, I just look at it like, fuck it, you know, I look at it, just <laughs> stay 100. How did you, um... How'd you get your SoundCloud popping? My SoundCloud? I don't even think my SoundCloud's popping, but... <laughs> I uh I, I don't know man I just started you know putting out like which one I have two SoundClouds. Oh uh, I I wasn't even aware you had two I, I only saw one there was one where I mean shit you were getting thousands of views and stuff you know I, I consider that was, was was the one where I was rapping um I, I thought it was just beats but I could okay. be wrong there's one of them where I got a SoundCloud produced by Polo Boy Shardy which is like all songs I produce uh-huh. and then I got regular Polo Boy Shardy which is just like all the songs I rap on so like you know. I started both of them. I started the producing one first and I just dropped all the songs that I produced on there. And, you know, people looking for the songs, you know, that just helped me get plays and follows because they're like, you know, they like the production and, you know, the song, songs and the beat snippets and stuff like that. And then the rap one, I just, you know, I got I got pretty blessed with the feature from Fetty Wap, you know, Dex and Cardi and, and that kind of shit. So that really helped me out a lot. Mm-hmm. 
kind of bounce, still bouncing all over the place over here. Uh, what uh, what's your, what's your daily, you know, your daily schedule like? What's the lifestyle like? I mean, okay, so I wake up about 11, 12 o'clock every day. I get up, you know, go brush the teeth, take a shower, come to the computer. I got a computer in my kitchen. That's <laughs> and dope. Like, and like it's, I don't know. Like, I always seen Soldier Boy have one in his kitchen. I was like, I want to have that one day. Like, I go, <laughs> I next you know, like the counter. It's dope. MIDI keyboard and, check, and all that. Yeah, I check, I check my, uh, I check my emails. You know, I check Twitter. I check my phone. Uh, after I get all that stuff out the way, you know, I probably, you know, go make a couple beats. Um, by that time, it's probably like two. I drop my girl off at work, and then I usually head off to the studio with my homie A1, and we just chill. Might go shopping. My grab some food, you know, make beats all day. Really, I'm just surrounded by music 24-7, bro. <laughs> and that's most people's goal. Most of these listeners, you know, they, they're working jobs and stuff. They just want to get to the point, you know, like, you know, fuck. I mean, everybody wants to be a millionaire, but fuck that. They want to just get to the point where they could just live the lifestyle every day, you know? Yeah, I mean, like, let me be honest, bro. Like, like a year ago, it wasn't like this. You know, I was, you know, I was like last year, I was kind of popping. You know, I got my name up. That's when I first like started getting the buzz or whatever. But, bro, the whole time I was working at Chipotle for 38 hours a week, you know, busting my ass making tacos and burritos just because I wanted to, to learn. It was my first job ever. I just wanted to learn how to appreciate a dollar, mm. you know, because, like, in my head, I just want to know, like, what it's like to be, you know, to to have to, to work all them hours, bro, to bust your ass just to give away, you know, 400 bucks every two weeks. Right. To have to give up, you know, 35 for a beat, 150 for a beat. Whatever, however much whoever's charging, I just want to learn how to appreciate it. And, you know, I, that helped me a lot. It helped me understand a lot of stuff and changed the way I think a lot and handle business and stuff. How much were you How much were you making before when you actually decided to quit? How much were you making online? Oh, I was making I was making bands low key. I made I mean that year I made fifty thousand. Like the the year the first year I was working at Chipotle, I made fifty thousand. And then after I made like, I think like in the first three months I made, no, the first like five months I made 50,000. I was like, okay, I quit. <laughs> I, was like, I was like, fuck this. Like I just need to be full time. Cause I, even the managers and shit were like, bro, why do you work here? They're like, you don't need to be here. And I was like, no bro, like I need to be here. Like I enjoyed working with the people there, you know, just learning and experiencing, you know, regular life shit. So now that I'm kind of in like this other position, it's like, I don't know, it's weird. Like I'm still trying to figure a lot of shit out. I'm not gonna lie. <laughs> I hear you, I hear you. Any other business ventures or investments beside the music? Um, Currently, not really. You know, I'm, I'm about to start a probably, you know, selling drum kits and doing mixing mastering services and stuff like that. But um, hopefully by the end of this year, you know, I plan on investing in the real estate low key. Like rent, you know, being a landlord type shit. Yeah, low key. That's dope. That's because dope. I know, I know, like I know a lot of family and stuff like that who's like done it and been successful with it. So mm-hmm. that's one of the things I've always looked into. Just investment period. Yeah, I hear you. Yeah, because you know that's that guaranteed money once you got that with properties and you know what I mean that's that long yeah. that's that long term setup for for that you know real well. Yeah, because you know you know you know you go, you only got one shot, man, and you miss your shot, then it's gonna be fucked up afterwards mm-hmm. so I want to make sure like I don't like like last year I'm not even gonna lie I made a hundred thousand and I fucked it up on clothes food and trips and don't really have much to show I mean I got a crib and a car you know nice shit like that I got equipment but you know a hundred thousand went pretty fast and I didn't even realize it so like I checked my taxes and shit so like this year this year I'm like man 
you know, be careful with your money. I haven't really went shopping. I haven't really did no like extra shit, you know, just because like I'm learning as I, you know, grow and go with the shit. Cause you know, I didn't come from like a lot of money. I'm not gonna lie. Mm-hmm. You know, we didn't have we didn't have it terrible. We weren't like all like in the projects and shit, but we didn't have it like, you know, every day go out to eat that shit, you know, like normal shit. So it's all new to me, man. I'm just trying to figure everything out. Mm-hmm. <laughs> And it's crazy when you when you really start making, you know, that kind of money, it's like it, it really is very, 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 very easy to spend. And it's like yeah. shit becomes normal. That wasn't normal, like eating out every day. You know no, I mean? for you know? real, because like like me, like even right now, like I'm probably like even my like my friends and my girl, my homies and stuff like that. Like, bro, you spend at least like 100 bucks a day. And I'm like, yeah, I kind of do because like, you know, Chicago is big as hell and like studios are all over the place. So I'm spending like. $30 a day on gas, probably like $30 a day on food for me and my girl or my homies. And then, you know, might have to grab it like a water or drink, you know, just little shit. And then I'm just like, man, I didn't even realize it, but yeah. But at the same time, it kind of like pushes you to actually grind harder because you want to keep that lifestyle and even do more. Mm-hmm. Like I know, like I know like, like I don't, I, like I'm not. I can't lie. Like I got, I got accustomed to how I live now, and I don't ever really want to ever go back. I want to just keep pushing forward. Cause I know I've always wanted this for myself. And I've always wanted more for myself. And, you know, outside looking in, it might look like I made it, but inside looking out, I haven't really done shit in my eyes. You know. Yeah, I feel you, bro. I feel the same. You know, even like, and you know, people will tell you all day, like, you know, it must feel da 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 da. But you know, at the same time, like, I feel like you know, I haven't really done like, you know. In my head, I'm like, man, I got a lot of work to go. Mm-hmm. <laughs> but it's that mindset that's gonna make me like go harder and, and try to outdo myself from the year before, the, you know, that kind of thing. Now, when you when you're out and about, you know, tr- going to studios and stuff. Now, you ever feel like? Yeah, man, I, I've been all week. I've just been bouncing studio to studio and none of this shit has made me money. You know, my real money is made online. You know what I mean? Do you ever feel like, man, I just need to be in the, be, I just need to get back to my being at home shit and working on my online hell, shit? Hell yeah, bro. Like, I, I can't even lie. Like, some of the times, like, you know, me, like, I, I never really was like in the studio type of guy, like producer. Like, I was like always online. So like recently, I've just got experience to like the studio. So it's still fun to me mm-hmm. just being around, meeting different people, like learning, bouncing off ideas and stuff like that. But, you know, a lot of the time I'm just in the room, you know, just chilling or I'm making beats. I'm like, you know, I'm not really doing much here, not really benefiting much here. But, you know, for the most part, uh, a lot of the studios, you know, there's like a lot of paying customers. I meet a lot of people in networking. So, I don't know. I hear you, though. I definitely hear you. You ever, uh, you, you still at the point where you stop halfway through making a beat and you're like, yeah, this is trash? Or you guys are kind of all of them dope now? Bro, I, I trash so many beats a day. Like, if you ever just hop on one of my Instagram lives one day, you'll see how many people are just like, why would you do that? <laughs> like, I, I trash beats all day, man. I just be like, fuck it. <laughs> I feel you. And then if I don't, I feel like if I don't finish it while I'm sitting there, like, I probably won't ever finish it unless it's like fire. Because, like, I really, I feel like if I don't like it, I don't just want a good year because I want to be good to me and good to them. You know? mm-hmm. But I did learn that whatever, like I had some beats that I like, I hate it, and people end up, you know, getting millions of views off those beats alone and shit like that. And I'm like, okay. Okay, so what, back to the investments. Any uh, any any investments in producers? I think I might have heard you talking about signing some producers. Oh, I, I signed a bunch of producers, low key. So, so what are <laughs> the benefits of that? Um, so like I have a I have a movement called Solo Music Group. I started back in like 2012, 2010. Mm-hmm. 
and uh, basically it's a collective of artists that I've met over the years and that I personally feel can one day, you know, blow up and be the next thing along with a bunch of producers that I feel are overlooked and that I haven't really had that chance to shine and I kind of just like cuffed them under my wing, you know, not to say like any type of weird ass shit like that, but like, you know, I just feel like I could put them in the position because like, I know when I was, you know, 17, 18, I just wanted somebody to, you know, teach me the ropes or put me in position. But you know, I got, as far as the roster goes, I got uh, producers named Sure Got Juice, uh, Wave Guy, Gamer Boy, Gamer Businessman, uh, Bubba Uno, Jugman Rico, PJ Beats, and, uh, you know, myself. And then, uh, as far as artist-wise, it's, you know, me, uh, my homie A1 Shorty, Lamar Trace, and then my the newest member is Dutchy Dad. And, uh, you know, it's all like, we kind of like a family, man, you know. You know, I try to open opportunities. Whenever I get an opportunity to get a placement, I try to put them in position. I tell them to, you know, send collabs over, let's get the placement. You know, if they get a position, they help me out, you know. It's just like a guaranteed family type thing. You know, we all look out for each other type mm-hmm, thing. Mm-hmm. I'm, uh, and I just look at it like, if you move as a unit, you got more chance to, you know, you got a bigger chance to shine and get out there. More people working, I feel you. More people working towards a common goal. Yep. Now, you know, so I, I can ask you some questions that I haven't really asked because, you know, you're, you're on the rapper side of things too. So for, for, for the rappers that, you know, are trying to, you know, get noticed and get, and get, and get a buzz, you know, what are some of those first steps? Stop! Stop sounding like uh, everybody else. Like, as far as like, just you know, make music that makes you happy, makes you feel good, that you want to hear, and you know how you really feel. Because you know, the thing is, like, just like producers, like the market for artists and rappers is oversaturated. You know, you gotta have something different to bring to the table. What's gonna make you stand out? Is it gonna be your image, your voice, what you're saying, how you say it? You know, the message, all that stuff. You really gotta think about a lot of that stuff. So my first. My first step in being an artist, I just look at it like, you know, you got to have a plan. You don't really have a plan. Mm-hmm. Definitely got to have a plan. I feel like, you know, in today's world, you got to be living like a reality show all the time on your social media. And you got to be an interesting person. Yeah. It, yeah, it sucks, bro. I ain't going to lie. Cause like, just just trying to balance, like, all the, the different shit between, you know, social media and having to maintain a, a business online and just regular life family and that kind of shit like it's hard to like you know still be entertaining and keep people interested in what you got going on you know but people like that shit so you know somebody gotta do it (laughs) see I've been telling artists lately I feel like you need to be putting out something at least like every week every two weeks at the minimum to keep that attention going yeah but the thing is also is like how I look at it is you know a lot of people been telling me like drop a mixtape but the thing is like in my I don't really have no reason to drop a mixtape, but I have a major audience. You know, yeah, I got yeah. maybe a hundred people, fifty people, but it's like, you know, so I rather wait and build it up gradually over time, and then once I got everybody's attention, drop the bomb. You know, definitely, definitely. That's where a lot of people mess up. They drop all the, they drop all their content at once, and they wonder why it doesn't get picked up. Well, you just drop thirty songs, and nobody wants to sit there and do thirty songs. <laughs> and then you waited three months before Especially. you dropped anything else and you got discouraged because you weren't getting views and you haven't even been making music and now you gotta start over again and you're gonna do the same probably do the same cycle over and over again right one of the things I hate the most is you know people really expecting too much when you know they're just starting off like 
you know, like they're, they're not getting any views or whatever. So, you know, they, they stop or, you know, they're like, oh, I'm going to buy this feature or I'm going to buy this beat from, you know, such and such producer. And, and you know, hopefully it turns into a multi-million dollar single, you know what I mean? And then when that doesn't happen and they only get a couple thousand views, you know, they're disappointed and they stop. But it's like, really? Look at it like those thousand views or whatever. You might have just gained 25 to 50 people that are now tuned in and going to check you out anything new you post. So you just got to keep it pushing. Would you agree? Exactly. You never, Yeah, most definitely. Because you never know who's watching, who's listening, who knows you, who's heard of you. You know, there's real people like those those numbers and stuff. Those are real people. And, you know, I, I, I don't believe it sometimes. Like, I just looked at my SoundCloud and it said I got like 20,000 plays in the past week. I'm like, who's listening to my songs? And like, you said your SoundCloud wasn't like, popping. Yeah, but I'm like, I'm like, I didn't even realize it. So I just looked like while we were just talking. Yeah. <laughs> So I was like, man, you know, that's, that's, it's dope. You know, it's, it's a great feeling. But the thing is, like, you know, even if it's 10, even if you only got five fans or five people who support you, you know, they might put on to some other people. You know, I got people who hit me up talking about something. I still play your music from 2010. And I'm like, what the fuck? Like, you still got that? Like, hell no. That's crazy. And you're like, hell no, nah, bro. Don't play that shit. Right. <laughs> <laughs> definitely, definitely. I said it yesterday, you know, I feel like everybody jumps into the music business swinging for, swinging for home runs. Yeah, and the thing is, bro, it, it, it's a slow and steady race, bro. Slow it's grind. a real slow and steady race, bro. It's a slow process. And the other thing is, like, especially when you're doing it without any money invested, bro, it's really, really hard to get in the door, you know, because at the end of the day, like, you know, it's... It, it really don't matter what you do. Like, it's the one in one... It's like the one in a million chances, like, you catch that one hit song and do the right move. But you know, there's a lot of politics behind this this rap and just music period. You know, a lot of stuff that goes on behind closed doors that a lot of people don't even know about. That kind of sure. like open, like me just being around it and seeing it, kind of like oh my, like damn. Like me, for instance, like I got a song with Fetty Wap, but like my life hasn't changed because of it. Like to be honest, like has it has it put me on like a different plateau as being an artist? Yes, but has it like changed me financially? Like just. Am I like this big ass artist now? No, you know right. what I'm saying. It's not so like, like you got a deal now and all. Everybody thinks that's yeah, gonna happen. You know, and it, and it doesn't happen like that. Like even like 300, for instance. Like they heard the sorry song that I did, and they're like, "Yeah, it's a good song." And I'm like, "Damn." <laughs> <laughs> right, right. You know it could what be discouraged. It got, a, it got, it got, it got a million views. All the shit that everybody says that they want, but you know. I witnessed it myself and I'm like, okay. And the thing is, I didn't really, I didn't invest no money into it for a video, no money for promotion, no money for a DJ, no money for radio spin. You know, and if that's the case, if I took that song to like, you know, to get a deal or a distribu distribution deal, then that should have been all over the radio, you know, that kind of stuff. That's when the life changes, like, but you got to make that, those business moves. You don't understand the business side to the music. Mm -hmm. And this, this, this industry is 90%, 90%. Business and ten percent music, and I, I can I can put I can tap that on my forehead because <laughs> I, I know for a fact. Hell yeah! Hell yeah! You know you just I mean just look at you know some of the artists out now you can just tell you know what I mean <laughs> but that's the case. Yeah, most definitely. Like you know, it's it's about who you know, not what you know, and you know you just gotta make sure you, you don't burn bridges. And you really wanna you know maintain relationships and you never know who might help you one day and what are your thoughts on getting a manager as a producer uh, I wouldn't really get a manager unless uh, they'd have to have like a lot of credits to their name 
uh, I have to know what they've done in the past for other people. I would want somebody who understands what I got going on and that sees my vision. And also, I would just need somebody to be understanding of what I want to do with my career, mm-hmm. you know, as a producer slash artist, you know? Definitely. What about DJing? Is that in the future at all? Yeah. I mean, I don't know. One day, one day it can happen, but that's not my, that's not really my interest. You know, I've, I've done it before, but, you know, it's not my, my thing. Not even with just your own music, like not your rapping music, but you playing the music like people rapped off your beats. Oh, like these, like, like, I mean, like, like how like Metro and Sunny did. Yeah, yeah. Or like Cali, you know what I mean? Yeah, I mean, that, that'll be fun. It'll be fun. But like, I don't know. I've never really experienced it to that, on that level. So like, I can't really speak on it yet, but I'm pretty sure it'll come across me one day to do it. And I'll probably enjoy it. Probably fuck with it just as hard as them. So oh, yeah. <laughs> Take a couple, uh, we got a couple controversial questions here. Um, <laughs> now, what what exactly happened and, uh, between you know the plugs and 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 two? And two, I mean, well, I don't really even want to speak on two. To you know, I mean, we don't we don't gotta be females and you know talk all that. We I just you know just the basic. I mean, yeah, I mean, like really, like at the end of the day, like I'm pretty sure all the plugs will agree with me. Like, bro, it's just like on some you know sneak hating type shit, like hating on other people's success, like. You know, one of us get a placement. He like that ain't no real placement. You know that kind of shit. And we like, man, we can't rock with that. You know, shout out to Tudo for making the plug tag. But you know, his beats fire and shit. But you know, I can't. You know, I, I like I like rocking with real people, bro. Real genuine people. You know, people who want to see other people shine and shit like that. So. I feel you. I feel you. So it's just a person, just just some personal shit. I feel you. Yeah, that's all. Nothing, nothing too much major. I, I wish I wish him well. I wish him well. <laughs> I feel you. I feel you on that. Yeah, definitely. Cool, man. Well, shit, man. I think I think you gave out enough sauce for this episode, man. <laughs> it's dope. I appreciate, man. I really appreciate you know talking talking business with us and you know really you know trying to help some of these young boys out here. Yeah, man. Most definitely, bro. I just I hope I hope I can clear the air on you know me as a person, me as a producer, and just you know shed some light on some other situations. And, you know, hope, hopefully I can, you know, let y'all get a better understanding of me and who I am, you know? Any shout outs or anything? No, shout out to every producer out there that's listening to this, every artist out there, anybody out there that's listening to this. Shout out to Producer Grind. Shout out to my man's Dylan. Shout out to, you know, all the people who support me and believe in what I'm doing. Shout out to SMG and shout out to the plugs. <laughs> all right, man. Shoot, man. Signing out then, bro. All right, then, man. Be easy, bro. We'll talk to you soon. All right. Thank you for tuning in to episode nine of the Producer Lifestyle Podcast. As always, brought to you by ProducerGrind.com. Continue to fuck with us. Continue to shop with us. Continue to check back on the site for just the free shit if that's all you need. But it's shit. It's whatever it is, man. Shout out to all you guys. <laughs>